0: I'm going to need y'all to bear with me today because this is going to take a lot of effort on my part. So let's just do a show meeting here uh, live on the air. So we all know what's happening right now. And if you don't know, I'm not sure what you're doing listening to this. Uh, the Masters are happening. And then, of course, opening day for Major League Baseball is today uh, due to the holdout, lockout, whatever you want to call it, between Major League Baseball and their Players Association. So push it back to Today. So we have Braves Reds tonight as the Braves in their new World Series champion threads. Have you seen these PJ? Just imagine the regular Braves uniform mm-hmm. but where they typically have the yellow kind of around, the Braves gold. So the Braves rocking out there in their new champions uniforms. Like uh, it. Like get it. to see, get to see old Max Fried out there slinging the ball around. So, we got a lot of things to talk about. We're also going to be joined by Brooks Austin from Dogs Daily on SI coming up here uh, in a little bit. And the reason I I need to stay on task now is because I'm like 98% sure he's going to hijack this thing and turn it into Tiger Woods talk. So, we should probably talk about the Braves a little bit. Maybe a touch? Maybe, a little. Maybe a, I mean, a little bit. Or do you want to give like a, would we give a Tiger
1: update right here? No, but this is the thing. If we give it, like you said, if we give a Tiger update and then we talk about the things that we've seen so far and then we talk about the moments, the different things it's that have gonna happened. Be another... And then, boom, Brooks comes in and it's more Tiger. Yeah. Oh, we man, should he, probably just, get he, just,
0: he just absolutely roped a drive. All right, so right now. <laughs> See, it's
1: already happening. i got to give an update, though.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just it's responsible news okay. reporting. All right. uh, Danny Willett. Uh, is on top of the leaderboard right now with Joaquin Neiman and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, They're all two under, as well as Charles Schwartzel, and the ever-in-contention Lee Westwood. That's so true. Two under. Lee Westwood, my favorite because he always looks red-faced like he just rolled out of the (laughs) back of a car kicking out beer cans. Love me some Lee Westwood. Uh, He's on top of the leaderboard right now. And the guy that you're all waiting for, Tiger Woods, even through 10. He birdied 5 and then had a bogey on 8, which was super disappointing because that's a par 5. Had a bogey on 8 and then had a couple clutch par saves. But I'll tell you this, before we move on to baseball, the worry about Tiger Woods coming in today was how is his body going to hold up. I don't know if we're really going to know that until tomorrow morning. Right. Just the stiffness. You wake up, you start stretching it out. Uh, I'm not sure what time he's playing. I don't know if he's in one of the later groups because he has that weird 10 o'clock. Grouping yeah. that went off and they got pushed back to eleven, uh, but still, like there's some guys that aren't taking off until two. So I don't know, earlier or later for Tiger tomorrow. Probably later, Yeah. if I had to guess. Uh, but tomorrow is going to be the real indication. But there's only been once where he hit a shot and he kind of was walking slow, and you were like, oh no, don't start. Yeah. Oh no, and then he <clears> then <throat> he drained like a ten foot par save putt and <laughs> like almost sprinted off the yeah. the green. All so all the I was energy like, just goes like okay, adrenaline. all right, yeah. like, all right. He, he, he's probably okay. So right now, Tiger Woods even, uh, just two shots off the lead. And I'll say this, not if you had been in a time warp and you didn't know Tiger Woods was hurt and you had to listen to this thing on mute, really not playing that different than any other year we've seen Tiger Woods play this in, in recent history. Right? Not typically great on the front nine. Usually turns it on on the back nine. So excited uh, To watch this coming up again, as I said, if I get distracted, I mean, Tiger's heading to Amen's corner here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know. Um, it's it's going to um,
1: happen. It's fine. You can, you can. I, like, think I
0: added an S there, Amen corner. I just want to clarify that. I don't, yeah, I don't I know want anybody, right. I don't want anybody thinking like, oh, this guy, he's a chump. He's no, it's fine. Yeah,
1: because you were so excited to talk about Tiger Woods that you were like, you brought the S from the end of his name into yes. the, in the Amens.
0: Correct. No, just you Amen. Say, you said Amens. That's just Amen. Just Amen. Yeah. Just amen. So uh, we got we got that going for us. But that being said, we do have Braves opening day coming up tonight. We got Braves Reds uh, coming to you right here on ESPN Radio. Max Freed uh, on the mound. And we do have an opening day roster uh, for the Atlanta Braves and not very different uh, than what we saw Brian Snicker put out this past Sunday. Uh, and the reality is you were just looking for who's going to be replacing uh, excuse me, Luke Jackson, who it looks like is going to have to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, But your pitchers on the opening day roster, Ian Anderson, Tucker Davidson, Max Freed, Kinley Jansen, Tyler Matzik, Colin McHugh, A.J. Minter, Charlie Morton, Sean Newcomb, Darren O'Day, Will Smith, Spencer Strider, Tyler Thornburg, Kyle Wright, and Waskar Enoa. Uh, Three catchers, Willem Contreras, Travis Darnot, and Manny Pina. And then infielders, Ozzy Albies, Orlando Arcia, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, and then your outfielders, Alex Dickerson, Adam Duvall, Guillermo Heredia, Marcel Ozuna, and Eddie Rosario. And I really think, PJ, there's a couple interesting things here. Number one, can you name the last first baseman to start an opening day game for the Braves, not name Freddie Freeman?
1: I mean, that opening day, ooh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, no. No, I'm not even going to try.
0: No. The power hitter, Troy Gloss. I... I don't even know who that is. That's disappointing. Uh, a Sorry. lot. I'll say this: a lot of people think Austin Riley reminds them of Troy Gloss. So if that gives you any kind of idea. But I mean, Troy Gloss, he wasn't a great defender, and he was not gonna bat for average. But if that dude caught up with a baseball, <laughs> good night. It was getting. I was, out of at, I was at a game where bases were loaded, but it was gonna clearly be called for rain, and they just they were trying to play it out, get through five, and Troy Gloss hit an, an absolute nuke. Mm-hmm. To the outfield, and it was just one of those parties where it's like we don't care that we're wet. Troy like, lost his mastercard of baseball, <laughs> right? Let's get after it. So, when, when was that? Do you do you have the year or just? Uh, I think the last time a, a Freddie Freeman didn't start was 2010. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm just trying to get a, the, the framework right in my mind. I was yeah, I was in the middle of high school. I wasn't really a big like big in a in a baseball at that point. I
0: mean, are you big in baseball big in right a baseball okay, now? Okay, there we go. But I,
1: I know it's just certainly about it. I'm rooting for the Braves and whatnot. Sure. Like yeah. But it, I, I know I was, I'm at least paying attention to it now, whereas in 2010 I was completely not. So,
0: no, I, but that's awesome. And again, I know we got to get to a break here. I know we're about to have a lot of potentially Georgia Spring training talk, depending on what Brooks decides he's going to give us. Uh, and then we have, of course, Tiger Woods talk. I don't All know right. how much Masters talk we're going to get out of them, but we have Tiger Woods talk mm-hmm. uh, coming up here. But I will say this. I want to get my season predictions out there. I think the Braves are going to make it back to the NLCS. Yeah. And more yeah. likely than not, they're going to be playing the Dodgers. Uh, and then the reason I'm not predicting past that is because when you get into a series, anything can happen. When you get into the seven-game series. So I, I really don't know what happens at that point. And then I do I think those two teams are probably better than any two teams in the AL? Yeah. I mean, I think the Braves, who are the World Series champions, you can make a legitimate argument, are better than they were last year. Right. Because yeah. you're going to have Ronald Acuna Jr. coming back here in a few weeks. And so, replacing what in the outfield? Jock Peterson with Ronald Acuna? And approaching, listen, I'm sorry, I know Jock's your boy, <clears throat> but I, I'd rather have Ronald Acuna out there uh, than Jock Peterson.
1: Well, it's not disrespectful <laughs> at all. I mean, and also, like, Jock did exactly what he needed to with the Braves. Yeah. I mean, like, he was,
0: a, he was a he was a bolt of energy that that yeah. team really kind of needed. And, like, you can tattoo, we are the MFers across my forehead. So, <laughs> for uh, sure, but again, you're replacing him yeah. with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, and then in the outfield, you're going to be rotating in Adam Duvall, who you kept. You're replacing Jorge, Jorge Soler uh, with Marcelo Zuna, who just a couple years ago uh, was an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. And then first base, I mean, yeah, losing Freddie Freeman is never fun, but you got younger and you replaced the second best first baseman in baseball with the third best, right. So I think there is a a distinct argument to be made that the Braves are better right now than they were last year as World Series champions. So I'm excited. I I think they're going to make a run. I clearly think they're going to win this division. The Mets have signed all of these pitchers, spent all this money. Steve Cohen uh, having a grand old time saying like, "Oh, I don't care about a luxury tax. That's fine." Mets are still going to (laughs) met.
1: If there's one thing you can count on, absolutely. I hate to say it. I
0: hate to say it, but like somebody's going to have a devastating injury. Right. They're gonna go just on a slide. There's gonna be about four people in their stadium for a vast majority of their summer games. Mm-hmm. So it's just Mets are gonna Met, and yeah. I think the Braves are gonna be really good. I think they're gonna win this division. They're not gonna be mired at 500 going to the All Star break again, and I think they'll be back in the NLCS now. Do they win the NLCS? Who knows? Anything can happen at that point. But I think anything short of that, you can probably label it a disappointment.
1: Yeah. No. I, absolutely. Uh, I I know. I think yesterday we were talking about this uh, with with on take three with and out, but um, I, I think they're probably going to win 90 to 95 games, and it's going to be, I think it's a, a more kind of complete team, because I, I feel like you went through all of that in, uh, I think you went through all of that before the All-Star break, like you were talking about, to get to this point, obviously, you make all those moves, then you have to have the guys gel, then they build chemistry and whatnot, and also, a, I think you have guys Coming off in injury into this year, uh, that'll make this team more complete. Also, and I just think there there's not a lot of, of glaring holes with this baseball team, and I think the same thing about the Dodgers. So, like you said, I I would have to agree with the NLCS and and you know with that prediction. But yeah, I think this is kind of going to be picking off picking up where the 2020 one team left off and, and starting from there, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of hovering around 500 or anything like that to start the season.
0: And maybe a little bit better vibe in the clubhouse. If you read into anything uh, from the comments that Ronald Acuna made uh, in regards to Freddie Freeman, we'll dive into those a little bit later, but again, excited opening day finally here after having to wait a little bit while they argued over millions of dollars. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. I'm going to see how much Georgia spring practice I can squeeze out of Brooks before this thing just avalanches into a, a Tiger Woods fanboy show, which I have no problem with. The point is, like, I will not throw on the brakes. Like, That's the problem, is I'm not going to cut them off. No, exactly. I'm going to jump in, and it's going to snowball, and it's going to be either great or terrible. Uh, only one way to find out. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Brooks Austin, Dogs Daily on SI.com up next. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel, glad to have you hanging out with us here on this just immaculate Thursday afternoon. We have Masters on the computer screen. We have baseball coming up a little bit later. It's days like this in sports. It's days like this in sports that just that make it all worthwhile. Like I don't know if it compares with a Saturday in the fall where you just have a full slate, but it's, it's, it's certainly up there. Uh, and, and a guy who can talk sports year-round, but I think we're bringing him right here into his wheelhouse from DogsDaily on SI.com to talk Masters. No, I'm just kidding. To talk some <laughs> Georgia Spring football as much as we can get out of them. Brooks Austin, good friend of the show, joins us here. Brooks, how enthralled have you been since 11 o'clock this morning?
2: So, like, you, you were talking about, I don't know if it's as good as a, a Saturday in, in the fall. Saturdays in the fall, for me, are, like, extremely stressful, and they're a lot of work. It's true. Um, So, like, right now, just getting to kind of sit here and and just watch something that's really, really, like, Masters, any Masters, like, especially when Tiger's involved, it's different. But, like, the Masters in general is one of the most pleasurable viewing experiences that you'll ever have in terms of sports television, in my opinion. So, yeah, like, I don't have to work this. I get to enjoy this. Y'all get to enjoy all that stuff in the fall. I got to work that stuff in the fall. Not that I don't enjoy working, but it's a lot of work.
0: And I don't want to be gatekeeper here. Like at all, but also it's one of those things where it's like you, you don't really understand the struggle. You remember back, like pre masters.com stream when you wanted to watch Tiger and you just had to, had to wait to wait
2: like three o'clock. you just had to
0: wait. And now they're just yeah. getting like mainlining it to you. They're just like, Yeah, hey, every shot, get on here. And it's like the masters. If anybody's going to catch on with streaming numbers, masters.com
2: top five apps you download every spring, masters app, one of them. Um, and the other one's the March Madness app, no doubt.
0: I mean, what other event? can just flex on their TV partners and say, yeah, you guys can have the streaming services, but we're going to have them too. So yeah. we're going to pull numbers from you.
2: Yeah, I, I have no clue, man. And, and not only that, like the guys on the call on the app, they're like dudes. They're like like legendary TV broadcasters that are out there on that app doing that thing for free where yeah. folks can just download it. And no commercials, bro. None. No commercials are the Azaleas. That's yeah, it. None. Just like go to the Azaleas leaderboard. Like What? Yes, come on, Masters, incredible! All right, so gonna, yeah, you want to talk spring football? I'm Just gonna I'm gonna trade with you. Line it right, quick I'm, I'm, I'm so we gonna can I'm get gonna, to the good stuff. I'm gonna
0: trade with you. We're gonna go spring football, and then we'll go we'll, Masters, and then we'll, we'll go spring bang. football. We'll, yeah, we'll, and then we'll go, we'll,
2: we'll be then we'll go a little big We'll, right,
0: we'll give a little take. All right, so let's start with the question that everyone's talking about: quarterback situation. Give us what's actually happening at Georgia right now because one week Kirby Smart comes out and Stetson Bennett's not going to class uh, and he's making stupid throws and they got to get rid of that. And then the next week they come out and he's playing the best football he's ever seen him play.
2: Yeah, some would call it a wake-up call. I, I What I what I would consider, and this is what I I, I kind of called it, I think there's a difference between competition and evaluation, right? Like a competition would suggest that the number one spot in, on the depth chart is up for grabs. Don't get it twisted. I don't think that's available this spring. Stetson minutes starting quarterback. I think we all know that. But there is an evaluation period that has to happen. And in order to evaluate Carson Beck, in order to evaluate Brock Vandergriff, you can't just evaluate them with the twos. You have to evaluate them with the ones, with the threes. You have to bounce them up and down the depth chart and allow them to play with the same guys that Stetson gets to play with every other day during practice during the season to really get a gauge on what a player is capable of. And then you move forward with that before you actually have a competition. So I think it was a lot of, hey, hey, hey now, like, you got to come to work, too, for Kirby. There's a lot of – he uses the media as a lot of, uh, you know, motivational stuff, you know, just like he's doing right now with Michael Williams. God forbid anybody says Michael Williams is going to start or play a lot as a freshman right now because Kirby's throwing water on the whole fire because he doesn't want any type of narrative being built around a freshman right now. And I understand that. That's what coaches are there for. That's what they use the media, but no, nah, I don't. I don't buy into this number one spots up for grabs right now in Athens. I think Stetson a are starting quarterback, and the other guys are getting reps as they would any other any other spring si- scenario, spring situation.
0: All right, Brooks Austin's current Mount Rushmore of must watch athletes.
2: No, I, I got a different top five. I've got top five moments in sports that connote you got to stop what you're doing All and right, turn it on. Let, right? hold,
0: hold on, can I get can I get the imaging up? You got you got sounding. Oh yeah, when we do talk fives, we have sounds. Let's go, give it to me. Hold on, I, l- listen. You just you just drop this on me. I got it. just just
2: give me a second. There we go. All right, so when we're gonna go, we're, you got it. We're, we're gonna go five to one here. All right, starting at number five. Two words. Game seven. Any game seven. Don't care if it's basketball, football, soccer. Don't care. Game seven. Number four. Any Conor McGregor fight. Look, man, you, you say what you want about the guy. He makes, you know, crap hole whiskey, but he, he fights fun. It's a fun fight no matter what. Number four, Conor McGregor. Number three, two words, Steph cooking. Anytime you text me or I see on my timeline that Steph Curry's out here doing that thing, shooting it from the logo, I got to turn it on. The TV's got to get flipped I don't, over. Number,
0: I don't know if there's anything up? more exciting, at least in basketball, and we could talk about sports, than like four or five years ago when the Golden State Warriors were down oh 20.
2: Oh, yeah, because, like, within three minutes, it's like, oh, my God, they're up 16. What the heck just happened? Number two on the list, Mahomes or Allen with the ball down any amount of points. You give me Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen on the field at any moment on a Sunday, and they're down four with two minutes left, no timeouts, I'm there, glued, ready to mainline it. You give me both of them on the field at the same time, my head's going to explode. Yeah, that was football ecstasy. Yeah, I can't. I still, to this day, like... You're never gonna, you're never gonna mount to anything like that. That's the best lay I'll ever have. Number one on the list is Tiger playing golf anytime. Tiger. Anytime. Anytime Tiger Woods is on TV, baby, we got to watch it. Well, I have a Tiger update beyond. for you here quickly. Uh, a update through, through eleven, still even. Yeah. Still you leaving. know, he really he really choked it there, Christian, at an eight and nine. I mean, you 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 take a six at eight in Augusta, man. That's that's, that's gut wrenching. That's supposed to be that's why we're supposed to go low, baby. We're supposed to get some points right there. We're supposed <laughs> to go low and, and, and you're rolling in a a square number right there. Not great for Tiger at eight and nine at the turn, but hey, it's about longevity here. This is a guy that literally, and I quote, had his ankle pulverized in a wreck, like what, in January? So this is a miracle. The guy seems to do it. If you watch him, Christian, I know you've been busy, but if you watch him, man, it looks laborsome walking around this course. Okay, this so
0: guy. no, we were talking about this. Uh when he hit the bad one, I want to say it was on nine, where he like he hook shanked the uh yeah, he hook shanked the, the drive. Yeah, and he kind of got lucky with where it ended up,
2: limping like he was 87 years
0: old down the fairway.
2: But the, the then- thing that the the thing that television doesn't do for you. Is really, and I've never been there, but yeah. it doesn't really convey the topography of the Oh, I have the, been there, the dude, day. and it is
0: it is unbelievably hilly.
2: He was saying uh, during his uh, you know, his interview the other day that the only flat-footed lie he'll get all day is t-box. at the tee box. Yeah. And then after that, it's like one foot six inches above the other one. Your toes are down, balls below you, balls above you. It's just it's a, it's an incredible course that really like tests you, but. I mean, this dude was playing. He came to the practice well, round. Well, here's so he what gonna I was going to say,
0: though, is he hits that shot, and he just labors down the fairway, but then he hits the putt to save par on that same hole, and he sprints off the green like he's 15. So I don't yeah. know how much of it is him just dialing himself back when he hits a bad shot saying, all right, Ooh. let's let's uh, let's let's just take it slow. We'll walk. We'll take as much time as we need. There's not, no marshals are going to come up to Tiger Woods and say, hurry up.
2: Looks like he just went left on 12, but yeah, I mean – no, no one's gonna do that to him at all. You're right, but like I think Augusta was selected. I think he feels really comfortable here. Oh yeah, obviously won a bunch of majors there. They protect him as well. Doesn't have to do as much of the hoopla. Not no cell phones there as well, so he didn't have to worry about the patrons getting all up in his business like he does at every other tournament. But man, I again, number one on the list. Anytime Tiger's on the field on the course, you got to go. You got you got you got more dogs talk. Yeah. So the, the next question
0: here. was going to kind of. Uh bank off of the quarterback question from earlier. And I know you hate this question, but how realistic is it that we get to the season and Carson Beck, Brock Vandegrift, and Gunnar Stockton are all still on this roster?
2: So I, I always approach this story or this topic from a historical standpoint, because at this point we have da- we have a lot of data points on yeah. this, right? When you stack up four and five stars, odds are you're not going to keep them all. History says you won't whether it be Ohio State during the borough days, um, whether it be uh, Oklahoma during the Rattler days, whether it be Texas A&M all the way back there to uh, to uh, Kyler Murray. People right. forget Kyler Murray sat at Texas A&M and left. Like, history says that these guys don't really stick around if they have to sit two or three years. But I've, I've noticed something about Georgia's program from not only covering them, but having to watch what else is going on and kind of survey the landscape. At Alabama, you see guys – for lack of a better term, they're getting processed off the roster. They're they're having to be asked to leave so they can make room for more. This is happening. There is a yeah, the, large the, the number wide receiver hall. Yes, yeah, there's a it, large yeah. number of football players that are kind of being pushed out in a large number of programs. Georgia's got portal activity, but Georgia's also got some guys that are like three deep on the roster that don't play, that sit, that are there, that are happy, that don't leave, that were five stars. Just to name one or name a few. Clay Webb, right? Owen Condon is the rarity nowadays where they have to sit three years, four years, and then they leave. There is maybe a cultural thing that you can identify at Georgia where five stars like Broderick Jones are sitting two years before they get a, a full year at starting. Are, are they going to be able to do the same thing with the Marius Mims? I don't know. They, they have a track record most recently of being able to keep these really talented people at bay for long enough to allow them to get their shot. And you got to give Bama credit that they're selective at the ones that they allow right. to kind of sit around on their roster. Um, I think you're going to see Georgia move more towards that very, very soon. But, but I think you're going to see a lot of portal activity this spring. What's up?
0: And I was just say, quarterback's so different though, because I mean, you're men- you're mentioning yeah. uh, offensive tackles, which I get. There's two spots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, we're talking about wide receivers that are maybe getting processed out there at Alabama, but. Quarterback, that's there's one spot, like there's one dude who's gonna play.
2: They're still getting young quarterbacks to stick around, right? The only quarterbacks that leave Bama were Jalen Hurts, the old guy that got beat out, and he stuck around for a year, yeah. I know, And, and he stuck around for another year, and then grad transferred to Oklahoma. Like, there is a cultural aspect to keeping really, really talented football players now. The, the, I think the key at Alabama to have these guys stick around was there was some some gap, some stop gaps yeah. in between. They weren't loaded up and bunched up on each other. Especially, dude, I mean, they're, they're in a two-man race right now with Arch Manning. If they land Arch Manning and then in 2024 it's a litany of guys that they're in the running for, most notably Dylan Rayola, who's the number one player in the country right now. Like They might go on a six-, seven-year run of quarterbacks that looks insane and perhaps they're doing that as a way of saying yeah i mean if you, if you if you want to leave you can leave that's fine we're not going to beg you to stick well around. no with
0: the free transfer it kind of changes yeah. your mindset as a recruit too where you can say hey if yeah. i go and it doesn't work out well, i lose I just, the job i'm out yeah and i and i just got to spend spring or i got to spend summer working with todd munkin like i, I get yeah. i get to work with these guys get to say i was at georgia and then i can kind of have my hand pick of where i want to go because all of those people who were calling me before i committed to georgia are still going to be calling me after all right golf question what is it about tiger woods that draws everybody in because to me, it's the story arc. Like back when he won the U S open with like the torn ACL, I think he was kind of moving towards the trajectory of like kind of Darth Vader villain. Like, you know, he's amazing, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, you were kind of hoping somebody would come up and challenge him. But then all the stuff happens in his life, uh, the, the comeback after comeback. And then what happened at Augusta a couple of years back, it's just, it's, it's locked him in to where it doesn't matter who you are you're watching Tiger Woods, even if you don't watch another golf tournament all year.
2: To me, it's Tiger Woods has been an icon in the sporting world, not just golf, the sporting world since 98. When he's 18 years old, and even before that, he was famous as a, as a young prodigy golfer. He's been famous basically since he's like eight years old. Right. And we've got to see, it's very, very rare. Like Tom Brady's a prime example. There's outside of deflate gate, which is him deflating footballs, there's not much to hate that guy about, right? I mean, he had so much success at every turn. Yeah, there's the overlooked six-round draft pick, all that stuff. But with Tiger, we've watched 25 years of ups and downs where there was like a, a 15-year dominant run, a, a run that has never been seen in sports across the landscape. Dude, he won the U.S. Open by 20 strokes one year. Think about <laughs> that. He beat the rest of the field by 20 strokes. Silly. Doesn't make no sense, right? Did that for like 10, 15 years. And then you see this real struggle in life with, with with off the course type stuff. And he goes through all these jokes and completely rebuilds his image. A decade later, wins his first major again. And then you have 2019. And if we want to add into all the, the the changes in the coaches along the path, the 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 injuries, the back surgeries, the the playing through ACLs, the now with the car crash and the obliterated ankle. There's just been so much. That's what that's what great stuff is in sports, where we have these different milestones and story packs and story arcs to tell about these individuals. That's why Tiger is what Tiger is. And then you add on top of that the sheer dominance and the the aura that he carries. Man, that's that's what stardom. That's what stardom looks like.
0: I think it's everything. I think it's Nike. I think yeah. it's I think it's the fact that kind of what you said, it's been so long that now there's an entire generation of golfers who are really good, who are playing and just freely admit, they're like, oh yeah, I modeled everything around Tiger from the way they, they line up their putts to the way they kind of just like flick the grass uh, before they drive, just everything modeled around to the way, Tiger. To yeah, the
2: way that the players look nowadays. Right, a lot more color in the game of golf nowadays because of Tiger. Woods. Oh, I,
0: I thought you were talking about just stature. Because I mean, not a whole no, lot. That of that, that yeah. too. I mean, Those that too. Waistline. That would be. That's the, the, link, the stat all, I want. The, yeah, is waistline average <laughs> from 1999 to now? Because I guarantee you, it shrunk.
2: Y'all are like numbers of gym membership holding <laughs> cards on tour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I would imagine that it is much lower, but I mean, Hey, listen, there's some guys out here who are tearing it up and they still got the beer guts going on. So I, I appreciate them doing it uh, for the big fellas. All right. We hanging around for another segment. You got me,
2: bro. Uh, all go. right,
0: let's do it. We're going to take a quick break. Brooks Austin from dogs daily hanging out with us here. We're, we're talking Georgia football. We're talking masters. Maybe we'll get a Braves take out of them too. Little little
2: give take a little give. Yeah, we'll
0: we, we, we got it all going on here on second down. We'll be back after this. Second down on ESPN radio presented to you by the uniform source. Christian Gokel hanging out with Brooks Austin from dogs daily on SI.com here on this Thursday afternoon. Just absolutely useless today at work. I'll be completely honest. I I have gotten less than zero done outside of posting about Tiger and watching Tiger. So uh, that being said, Tiger Woods starting number 13 here on Amen Corner. Even for the day, we'll keep you updated uh, as we go. Brooks, we got to get a Georgia football question in here. If we're, if we're keeping with the give and takes in here, you got to get a Georgia football question. I kind of have a theory about the defense for this team, and the easy thing to do storyline wise is there, there's no way they're as good as last year, right? But to me, that's lazy because, yeah, last year you're comparing it to 2011 Alabama, you're comparing it to Oklahoma defenses from the 80s, right? Some of the best defenses ever. Is it going to be as good as last year? Probably not. And you're not going to have the same kind of stars, but could it still be the number one defense in the country? I don't see why not with the way this team's recruited and the guys that they have coming back.
2: So my primary concern heading into next year is certainly going to be their ability to stop the run. Okay, The reason they've led the nation in yards per game allowed uh, on the ground the last three years is because number 99 okay number f- first and second down is impossible to run against georgia the last two years yeah as good as zion loge is they don't have a mountain right now okay zion loge is a combination of jordan davis and Devonte wyatt he is not one nor the other okay but he is a really good football player Jalen carter is a really good football player those guys were backups last year so for me B gap to B gap scares me for for the University of Georgia next year, for the first time ever, because you're going to have really really young, talented, talented football players, but really really young, inexperienced football players at middle linebacker, both inside backer positions. Whoever starts there is going to be their first career start. Yeah, both for both of them. So that's an issue. I, I know Dan Jackson can tackle really well. I know Chris Smith can tackle really well. I understand that, but. Making tackles at nine yards is moving the sticks. The last couple of years, they've been tackling dudes at plus one, plus two, minus three, instead of plus two, plus six, plus nine. Oh, crap, now we got to turn them over to get off the field. that That's the concern I have is their ability to stop people from running the football, which I've never said that before. But the good news for Georgia fans is I don't think there's anybody that can – Patch together a football team in terms of making them gap discipline, like Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp. Well, and it's just it's funny.
0: It's funny what you're saying though, just to me a little bit because it's it does sound fatalist a little bit, but it's all relevant, right? Where you're saying you're patching together a defense with top three recruiting classes from the past four years. So like patching for Georgia is mm-hmm. oh my god, this is amazing for 128 other teams. In the country, am I, am yeah. I wrong there? Because it's like you're saying Jalen yeah, you're, Carter's not uh, Jordan Davis and, and not a Devonta Wyatt, but at the same no, no, time, no. he might I be said, the best defensive lineman in the country.
2: I said Zion Logue, Jalen Carter's better than all of them. Jalen Carter will be right. drafted better than all of them, except for maybe Trayvon Walker. Jalen Carter will be drafted as a top 10 draft pick next year. He's an incredible football player. But what I'm saying is that historic defense that everyone talks about, Jalen Carter had to play 35 snaps a game on. He's about to have to play 60, 65 snaps a game this year. If they if if he's going to live up to what the three of them did as a whole last year, which is basically what's being asked. Zion Logue and, and now Jalen Carter have to amount for everything that Jordan Davis did, Devontae Wyatt did, and Jalen Carter did last year. And I the obviously two of them now have to morph into the three of them
0: I obviously haven't been around him in practice, but something about Jalen Carter maybe more mentally than his play style. Cause he's not that big, but gives me Indomitian Sue kind of vibes. Like the dude just seems nasty. Like where Jordan Davis is playing with the band uh, and Devonta white is the, is the great story about developing and getting better. Jalen Carter just seems like he wants to physically hurt the other team. And I,
2: I, I like that. So it's funny. You said he's he like, he's not that big. Like he doesn't look that big. Yeah. No dude. He just carries 305 pounds. Like most people walk around yeah. at two twenty five. He's Big. Okay. He's a big, big man, but he just don't like, he just look, you've seen NFL bodies, bro. That's what they look like. They're yeah. like, what you're, you're how big, like you walk up on Oh Grady God, Jared. Evan Neal. Yeah. Evan
0: Neal three yeah. forties. Not supposed to look like that.
2: No, I mean, but the, these dudes carry weight different than you and I, obviously, I yeah. mean, yeah. duh, yeah. he don't look that big, but he is 6'4", 305. Like that's a big joker. Um, and he moves really, really well. So yeah, nah, that, that – I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about midway through the third quarter, can they stop the bleeding when Warren Brinson has to be on the field? Those are the – the question marks aren't, aren't Logan and, and Carter. They're not Nolan Smith. They're, they're not these guys. The, the questions are the guys that have to prove themselves, which is about five people that just happen to be located nearest the football. That's That, to me, is scary in the SEC where – your head coach, if you're a Georgia fan, your head coach been talking for five years about what? Line of scrimmage play. Yep. Y'all think it's boring, but it's it's real. It's real. If you can't control the line of scrimmage, you will not win games in this conference. They got to prove that and, and not just the have starters. You, have you ever basketball.
0: listened to this show? All we talk about, listen, if people listen to this show and they are big consistent fans of con- yeah, consistent fans of this show, we know it starts from the inside out. We started the line of scrimmage. We, t- we had a whole conversation about how do you watch a game when you're watching a game. All out. Yeah. It's like, like everybody's like everybody watches the quarterbacks. A lot of people said, I mean, Ben obviously said he's watching the wide receivers just because he's watching the patterns that they're going through. I'm saying, listen, it, you can watch the first two or three drives of a game for like 99% Ooh. of games. And if you watch the line of scrimmage through, Ooh. oh, do we have a Tiger update? Ooh, throwing
2: darts, baby.
0: Okay, let's go. Throwing darts, All right, baby. Let's I, thought
2: go. He, I thought he snap hooked it left, but hey, watch out for ESPN. Yeah. I think that ball is doing a little line to y'all. It's, no it's, offense, it's I, know, I know it's the ESPN radio, but hey, that ball track a little fugazi now. It's, getting, it's, a it's getting a little
0: wild, but no, it's like if you watch the first two, three drives of a game, you can usually tell who's going to win 99% yeah. of the time based off of, Watching the five guys up front. All right, golf question: Brooks Austin's favorite Masters ever?
2: Hmm. You know, taking Tigers out, I- I'm gonna say the the Masters where Bubba hooked one like 65 yards through the trees. Yeah, I mean some. Where of they the did like the sports stuff. science on it. Yeah. So here's what a lot of people don't remember, Christian. You might. Do you remember that stretch of masters runs where it was like seven of twelve winners were left handed? Yeah. You know why? Just the way the course is set up. No, they Tell had me. to change the course because of Tiger. Well, yeah, you tiger. had you
0: had quote tiger proofing where
2: they made it longer, yeah. which if you want to have yeah. a conversation well, no. about they, that, they put, is they put stupid. More dog, they put more yeah. dog leg rights because he was he was he was power drawing. Yeah, he everything, loves it. Yeah. And they had to create some fades. So like all of the course now is dog leg rights. And all them lefties just get to snap hook everything and really drive the course. But yeah, um, probably that one, the Bubba Watson one. Um, I think they're all, like I said, I think they're all really good. They all hold a special place in television lore.
0: Who had the best walking up 18 crying face? Oh, I
2: don't, I don't know.
0: I mean, like Tiger, Tiger was pretty good. I think Bubba Watson was like crying as he was walking up 18. Adam Scott, uh, yeah, Adam Scott was pretty good.
2: Who is the Who is the guy? Patrick Patrick Reed. Everybody hates that guy, right? Oh yeah. Then he went. Then he win one like two ty- two uh two Masters ago. Yes, and yeah. And it, the internet was like, screw this guy and his wife. I
0: I love Patrick that- Reed for one reason is you need a villain, and I I, I think. Ah. But he needs to be better if he's if, if they're gonna have a villain, he he That's needs. Why we such friends, eh? he, <laughs> Yeah, he need you need a villain to make to make the hero shine a little bit more. All right, last Georgia question here for you because you were talking about the defense, and I think it's a concern. I think the offense is gonna be good. I mean, I think. You can start it saying it's going to be as good as last year, in my opinion, and then you can move your way forward from that. But this schedule, I don't know is if it's getting enough attention. Cause I think horrible. Yeah, you get past Oregon, which it would be a pretty big shock if Oregon beats Georgia in Atlanta, even though Georgia doesn't have the best history of playing in Mercedes Benz. Uh get past Oregon. Florida might have a pulse, in it's it's always Jacksonville Jacksonville's always weird, but I think this schedule regardless of the defense has bumps, right? Regardless of the offense has to shuffle around a little bit. I think Tennessee might be the hardest team on the schedule. Outside of that, I think it's – turning into
2: ACC Coastal. Yeah, it
0: it sets up real well.
2: Yeah, it's it's not a uh, real, like, heavy hitter schedule, but the SEC East is still kind of, you know, trying to drag their way back into competence right now. I mean, across the league. You got – I think Napier is doing a good job right now recruiting. I'll tell you this much, Christian. Here in Metro Atlanta, whether or not Dan Mullen knew the game, it don't look like he did. Cause I I walk around, I see nothing but Florida gear around here nowadays. And I know these kids aren't taking visits down there, not yet. They they gonna get down there soon this summer, maybe. But when gear starts showing up everywhere and and like they they take the photos of the gloves for a reason. It means a little something. Kids are tipping things off as they go. I went years without seeing Florida gear in in Metro Atlanta. It's all over the place now. Are you, you go. I, I see footballs. I see cleats. I see gloves. I see bags. He's figured it out. I, I get. I get the Metro Atlanta Florida stuff, so. but
0: he he might want to focus on his state
2: first. I know it's not Billy Napier's yeah, fault. They're going to get. Pick, they're going to yeah. get picked apart in Florida for the rest of time. Well, they, but yeah, I was going to say there's they, a reason that my, every that's, major that's college my, football that's program. My, that's all of them's yeah. fault. It's Florida State's fault. It's Miami's fault. It's Florida's fault for all three being mediocre to piss poor all at the same time. You know who so had the most Alabama. top
0: recruits out of Florida this past
2: year? Out of the Alabama. top 20? And then? A&M and Georgia?
0: Correct. None of them are yeah. from Florida.
2: Yeah, no. That, I mean, that, that's what happened. When, when the floodgates start. same thing happened yeah. out there in, in, in Southern California. Once USC stopped running the roost, everybody was like, hmm, Bryce Young don't, ain't got no good options out there. Come on. Tuscaloosa loves you, L.A., boy. Like, all, like all this stuff. Yeah. Once the floodgates start opening – them, pl- them flags are planted now. You're, you're still going to have to battle in Florida for in Florida State kids, but the fact that he's actually showing a recruiting presence is something that is a change of pace for Florida. Dan Mullen did nothing on the trail for three and a half years. It's why. Well, it they wasn't recruiting at the, season at Brooks. the level they did. It yeah, wasn't. Well, it, it, wasn't it,
0: it, it wasn't recruiting season. All right. Before we let you well, go, where does Tiger finish this weekend?
2: Oh man, I'm fading him all week. I, I love him, but I'm fading him all week. I hope he. <laughs> I hope he makes the cut just so we can watch it, but I am (laughs) fading this joker like like, like AMC stock. I'm telling you right now, I'm fading it all. You got to have faith, bro. You got to have faith. There's, the odds are too juiced against the Christian. Everybody's put money on Tiger. Ride the fade. Hashtag fade Tiger. I'm All right, Brooks
0: Austin, Dogs Daily on SI.com. Hanging out with us here, hijacking the show with Tiger Talk. And we did get some Georgia spring ball in there, so I appreciate it. Brooks, always a pleasure, sir. We'll talk to you soon. we got to take a quick break. We'll come back with more. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio.